Please note that this podcast contains explicit content and adult language. It may not be suitable for listeners under 18. This call is now being recorded. Bailey called me at uh, like 6.37 in the morning on her way to work, like she always did. And um, she always went to Starbucks every morning, too. Let's see. Yeah, she usually called me after she got her Starbucks. Starbucks was close to her apartment, so it was usually after. But this time, she happened to call me before. Whatever. And uh, she goes up and orders. The uh, cashier says, can I get a name for the, for the order? And she says, Alicia. And then the phone hangs up, like, right away. But they hung up within a half a second. And I'm like, oh, fuck. My name is Robert Hoxie. My name is Julia Pink. This is Fine Bailey, episode five. It comes as no surprise that people feel their privacy has been invaded when someone explores the various nooks and crannies of their social media accounts or conducts an internet search to find out about them. Even when everyone knows that such information is wide open to the public, both the person searching and the person being searched might feel this is a type of stalking. The different online space that contains the many facets of a person's identity might be available for all to see, but that person might experience it as personal, private territory. Just as people in the physical world have an invisible zone around their body that they feel belongs to them that should be occupied only by people they trust, what psychologists call personal space, so too people have their online personal space. Dr. John Soler, in his book, Psychology of the Digital Age, one of the least climactic parts of this story was in fact how easily we were able to find the catfish. All we needed was a phone number, 10 bucks, and the Facebook search engine. With the click of a button, we were able to put a face or faces to the indiscriminate line that had occurred over the last eight years. Then I'm at Target and I immediately sent Skyler a message while she's logged on to Facebook. Hopefully you remember this story. Stephen told it in episode three. I immediately sent Skyler a message within five seconds of Bailey answering the phone. And I'm at home, I send Skylar a message while I'm talking to Bailey, and right away I hear that zinging noise. Now why is her phone doing that noise as if I'm sending her a message, but I'm sending Skylar a message, and then right away- Six months into their relationship, Bailey had continued to refuse to FaceTime. Their plans of meeting up had continued to be put off. Her lies had become even more absurd and intricate. So I, I just texted Skylar, and your phone thing went off. She was like, yes. So someone just messaged me or something like that. And I was like, and then I started messaging her, her Facebook, and I wasn't hearing any zinging noise. She's like, why do you keep messaging me? I was just like, hey, what's up? She's like, what are you doing? Are you being weird? Like, why are you messaging me? And I was like, I don't know, but why isn't your phone making that zinging noise all of a sudden? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, did you turn off your notification? She's like, no. Like, what? Are you talking? You know, it's like completely oblivious to what I'm talking about. Basically, that was it. That was the last of it. I was convinced. I said, you got to FaceTime me right now. I was like, otherwise, I, I can't be with you anymore. I got to break up. We have to break up. I was like, I have to see your face. I have to see your fucking, your face move, you know? I had to hear something. I had to hear your voice. She's like, okay, we will. We will. I said, no, right now. She's like, uh, why right now? Why can't I just do it a little, like, a little bit later? I'm like, no, it has to be right now. I'm like, I don't care what you look like, obviously. I'm like, if, you, if we're really in love with each other, all this stuff, you have to do it right now. She just refused to do it. She just kept saying later or tomorrow or I don't see what the big deal is. And I said, well, can you at least send me a video of you? And her response was, you've seen a video of me on the dirt bikes. 
And I go, I saw someone in a dirt bike uniform with a helmet on drive by and go off a ramp. That's the video she's talking about. Somebody in a dirt bike with a helmet with a visor drive by and you see like three seconds of them. It's like, and that's it. And that's the video. And that's supposedly her on that dirt bike with a helmet on, which obviously it wasn't. So she wouldn't do it, and I remember I was at, I said, okay, fuck this, I'm done, I'm just, I'm done with you. And I remember I hung up, and I swear, I, I had no feelings, I had no nothing. I was just so, I was almost relieved to be done with this bullshit that I've been dealing with for the past six months, because I was so fed up with the not needing, you know, the stories. You know, that whole, her boyfriend shooting up the car, that happened like a month before we broke up. So, I mean, you know, that was like, and then the car accident. Uh, what was the car accident one? This is when you basically broke up with her and told her it was yeah. gone. What was her story on that? Well, I guess Skylar put it on her Facebook. And, you know, when you share something or whatever, she shared on her Facebook at Memorial, Houston Memorial Hospital or whatever, with Bailey Jester. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they at the hospital, you know? Come to find out, I asked Bailey about it. She said she got in a car accident on her way to work or something. What was it? Two people died in the car accident. And all that happened to her was she got her thumb cut. But she was telling me about it. She starts crying. And it's so hard for her to accept that two people died in this car accident. She didn't want to talk about it. She didn't want me to ask any questions. She was just dropped. I don't, just don't bring it up ever again. I don't want to talk about it. And she cried on demand. You know, it was just to get my attention. That that all happened within like the last month. I was just sick of that shit. I knew it was bullshit. I played along still, just on the outside chance that she was real. Then you called me and said, yeah, I'm almost convinced that not only is she catfishing you, but she's been, she's made up a shit ton of people. This is deeper than you think. Okay, and then <clears throat> you and I start trying to find out who she is. Right. And um, you found out that that phone number was connected to her last um, name. Her mom's right? last name. Right. You noticed that we bleeped out the catfish's real name. We felt it was fair to protect their identity until they were ready to come forward to speak for themselves. And then we we didn't we found her daughters and we go, Oh my god, that's that's gotta be them. White Pages offers this service. Anyone can do it. You pay ten dollars and you submit a phone number. In return, they'll give you the name and address for anyone who's associated with the account. Bailey's phone number returned a woman's name from Houston who was in her 40s, which led us back to Facebook. Utilizing the search engine, within a few minutes, we were able to find her profile. With a quick scroll of her timeline and a few clicks of her photo albums, we quickly learned that she had two daughters. Bailey called me at uh, like 6.37 in the morning on her way to work, like she always did. And um, she always went to Starbucks every morning, too. The uh, cashier says, can I get a name for the for the order? And she says, Alicia. And then the phone hangs up. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And then Bailey calls me back probably 30 seconds to a minute later. And I was like, hey, I didn't say anything about it. Right? She's like, sorry, I dropped the phone and I handed the thing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that's fine. And then she goes, oh, my God, it's going to be so funny. I, I got to coffee for me and my friend and uh, I used my friend's middle name. She's going to be so pissed. I'm like, you, what, do you, what do you mean you used your friend's middle name? She goes, yeah, I went to Starbucks and I, I just ordered a, a drink for me and my friend and they asked me the name and I used my friend's middle name because she hates her middle name. And so I was just doing it like, as a joke. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty funny. And then I changed the subject <laughs> because it was like embarrassing for me. I mean, you know what I mean? I felt, I felt embarrassed for her. I guess what I mean to say. 
And it was like the awkwardness was just kind of like, like I was trying to like help her out a little bit. That's why I didn't even ask about it. It was, little, it was just weird. You know, I did this shit a lot though. Yeah, I but always did that. hold on, hold on a second. So is it possible, <sighs> is it possible that both of them were catfishing you? I think it is. I really do believe that. I know it's possible to send, I guess you said that there's an app where you can send messages. Because she would show me text messages from people. She showed me this text message from her dad. When Bailey and I broke up for about a week one time, uh, her dad sent her a message. Hey, I hear from Hunter that uh, you and Steven broke up. So I put $1,000 in your in your checking account. And so you can do whatever girls do when they go through breakups. I, I love you and I'm sorry. Now, where is she getting the phone? Now, this has happened on multiple occasions in terms of, like, sending me screenshots of a conversation going on. So she had to have came up with these, with these text messages on her own through somebody else's phone, and I think her sister's in on it. It's got to be them. Because yeah. they had the piercings. They, and the piercings, pro- the Marilyn Monroe shit, the, 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 the obsession with all this goth stuff. What, the little boy's name? The, that, that, was the, that was the, like, yep. This is it. I was going through photos, and they had a five-year-old and a one-year-old, like she had a nephew and niece, but I didn't know it was the same person until I showed a kindergarten picture of him. He's holding up a sign that says, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, this is her. The Starbucks story is not the first time we've come across the name Alicia. Bailey Jester posts a status November 7th, 2011. So I decided not to work today. So I'm up at Dustin, Ryan, and Alicia's school. Alicia is going to do my hair for me. Then I'll let Dustin and Ryan practice x-rays on me. XD. LOL. Bailey Jester posts a status. December 11th, 2011. Hot cocoa and cuddling with Alicia. XD. On the couch, since Dustin and Ryan want to play video games. Boys and their toys. Haha. Bailey Jester posts a status. December 18th, 2011. I love Alicia. She's so bad. XD. Alicia responds, I love you too, boo. In each of these statuses, Alicia uses her real Facebook account. This is the only evidence we could find of Alicia interacting with Bailey. Although we can speculate that her sister is a co-conspirator, we don't have any evidence to back that up. So so tell me, walk me through you telling her that you knew. Oh my god, this is a shit show. Well, first, we, we wanted to find the people, remember? We wanted to find yeah. her first before we... We wanted to find her first before we lost her. Before we could out the catfish, we first had to find the source of all these photos and video. We knew the catfish, or catfishes, were not just going to stop what they were doing. We knew exactly who she was, where she was from, and we had the proof. We had collected plenty of evidence. We had saved her photos, taken screenshots, screen recordings. We were ready. But we also knew if we approached her with the truth, she would simply block us and continue on with her lie. If we're going to stop this catfish, we have to find the source of all these photos and videos. We have to find the real person whose likeness has been stolen for the last eight years. Like, who are these people? Like, who is this group of friends with all these photos online? All we have to do is find one of these people, and they should lead us to the real Bailey, the person whose likeness is the center of this entire story. The real Bailey. That's what we will call her from here on. Because to us, that is who she had become. This face with a profile, a face with dozens and dozens of friends, a face with a long timeline of relationships, conversations, and emotions. 
In the new millennium, we have entered the next stage in the expression of what it means to be human. The versatile universe of cyberspace has led to the evolution of previously unimagined forms of electric beings that are different from the simple counterparts of corporeal forms. He is a god who walks among the avatars living in the world he created. She is the politically liberal comic, casting out daily 140-character messages to her thousands of devoted followers. They are email lovers who never met in person. He is a robot who talks to people in hospice. How can we fully understand as well as maximize the well-being of these digital life forms? John Siller always nails it right on the head. Thanks again for letting us share your work. So thus began our new mission, to find the real Bailey. Still to come on Find Bailey. Listen, I know you're a catfish. I know your name. I laid out all the evidence. The next thing I know, I hear a knock. Hi, Alicia. Uh, my name is Robert Hoxie. Um, I'm currently producing a podcast about Bailey Jester. I'm hoping you can call me back because I would really like to ask you some questions and give you a chance to tell your side of the story. This podcast was written and produced by Robert E. Hoxie and Julia Pink. Special thanks to Stephen Hoxie for sharing his story.